1: Welcome to another thrill packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office that of the private citizen Uh, my name is greg Britton with the redlands tea party patriots and i'm pleased to have with me in studio today um glenn stall who is a long time and a great patriot leader leader of the beaumont banning cherry valley tea party and who are also one of our one of the sponsors in our second half and we'll hear more about their group and the things they've been doing um welcome to the show glenn
2: Thank you, and for inviting me, Greg. Nice to see you again.
1: Oh, please too. You know, just like I told you before the show, it's always good to uh, suck up to the radio host, and it's also always good to suck up to the sponsors.
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> no, but but, but seriously, uh, you were. At you, let's start with the uh, Unite IE Conservative Summit. You were there. Yes. You had a group of your people there. What What, what, what did you think about the event?
2: Uh, I really enjoyed it. My wife, my lovely wife Tony, went with me, and she doesn't usually like to go to a lot of these events we got a big, big family, and it keeps her awful busy. But we enjoyed the dinner and the speakers. I think I like uh, Charlie Kirk the best if everybody was there. He uh, made a great presentation, and i seen a lot of new faces. So I think it is getting the word out to people that perhaps haven't really been part of the conservative movement. And they encouraged everybody, all the speakers, to get involved, even run for office. And I think that's uh, been nice to hear more of that on the radio pushing to get groups started, even if it's one little group in your precinct where you uh, where you live and where you where you work so I enjoyed it
1: yeah they uh they rarely on the uh, conservative media they do a good job of telling us all the bad things that the uh Democrats and their uh, cohorts are doing, and they do a pretty pretty good job of uh the uh, virtues of conservatism and and our principles. They do a very poor job of getting people to do, try to getting people to do anything to, uh, to defend the country and defend our freedom.
2: Right. That was my big complaint about Rush Limbaugh and all of them. They're not telling people, if you're not part of one or two groups in your community, in your county, and you're just sitting on the couch listening to me, you're you're not being effective to make a difference. And Each person, most people never in their lifetime discover the amount of power as a citizen of the United States they have. Every person can start having their neighbors come to their home, start having meetings, find out what a precinct is. Usually there's between five and 800 voters within a precinct. Each person living in that precinct can become the go-to person to really make a difference. And that's one of the goals that our group, and I think your group, is we're going to start pushing the Republican Party because the Democrat Party to me is totally 100% loss. The Republican Party is about 75% loss. And if us, 25% of our conservatives, pro America first, can encourage people to get involved, become a precinct captain, start going to the Republican meetings, your Women's Federated Group, Republican groups, join and start your own group right within your precinct, and we can take this country back. Because right now, the American people are right on the fence. They know something's wrong. We're seeing our currency destroyed. People, you know, myself, I work for 40, 50, 60 years. I have a small savings account, and I'm actually, my fees that I get to manage my savings account exceed my interest by Six, seven, eight, nine hundred percent. I get four or five dollars in interest, and I pay about a hundred and fifty dollars every quarter to manage my uh, little retirement account. So uh, you're, you're losing your Social Security. You're losing your retirement because they're printing money, printing money, and what they do, they print Treasury uh, bonds. Walk across the street, give them to the Federal Reserve. And they put them in a safe to the American people got to pay interest on them, to the Federal Reserve. And they give them computer entry money. They create money. And then the federal government goes out, all these agencies, and they buy votes with it by giving people benefits. And that's where we're at today.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The the inflation is, uh, we had a high inflation back in the 1970s and it took a, it took a deep recession in the early 1980s to to end that because inflation is a monetary phenomenon it's about printing too much money right. and it always has been and always will be a, a money printing problem Milton Friedman the famous economist he said you know the federal reserve should just be very very simple organization your job is to grow the money supply every year by 3% that's it Money supply grows every year by three percent. there's not going to be inflation. It matches it supports a decent level of growth, and it will during the Great Depression, what happened was there was a one third deflation between 1929 and 1933. So what made the, what made an economic downturn, which we've had, and you have periodically and intermittently in any economy, what made it into the Great Depression was this failure of government of allowing this massive one-third deflation. And of course, you're going to end up in a Great Depression. And then Roosevelt came in with all of his things that really inhibited the economic recovery. But back to inflation. Uh, The the Biden administration has come up with all sorts of things. Well, that's just transitory. Then they came up with, uh, it's a good thing. And then they came up with, uh, well, we're working on it. Well, our brilliant vice president had this to say about what the Biden administration, or as I call them, the old Brandon administration, is doing to help us on inflation.
3: A lot of people go to the store and don't feel that their wages are going as far as they want them to. Then they get mad at the gas station. They're focusing a lot of that Mm -hmm. on the White House. And you've talked about pandemic. You've talked about supply chain and uh, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But they're still putting that anger with the administration. Mm -hmm. What do you say to them? Well, first of all, I acknowledge, one must acknowledge, um, that prices are going up and that people are working hard and in many cases are worried about whether they can get through the end of the month and make it all work.
1: Brilliant. That is as brilliant of an economic analysis as her uh, analysis of the Russia-Ukraine war, Russia is a big country Ukraine is a small country
2: Russia is invading
1: Ukraine that's bad
2: yeah it uh, these people I can't believe that they made her uh, vice president uh, it, I'll tell you if they end up impeaching Bide, or Biden for his oh Biden that's right <laughs> Joe Biden for his lack of enforcing federal law like at the border he he should be impeached in my opinion but she needs to go right along with him when they do the impeachment because uh, they're uh, a team, they're a pair, and this country's in trouble. I don't consider him my president. I consider him an occupier of the White House because uh, I've been seeing these little clips of that new movie coming out, 2,000 Mules. They went and got thousands and thousands of people to falsify ballots and deliver them to these drop boxes over and over. They have videos of them. They've tracked them going from the ballot boxes back to Democrat headquarters to pick up another load of ballots and go from box to box. The evidence is clear. A uh, logic and reason shows that the election was uh, rigged by big money. I think Facebook gave $500 million to foundations, which funneled it to the county government employees.
1: Yeah, all focused on on, right. on helping the Democrat Party. Um, but before we leave inflation... You know, when the when the Biden or by, or the O'Brandon administration tells us that uh inflation is a good thing, they were actually emulating Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live comes to real life and real economic policy. Here is Dan Aykroyd, nineteen seventy eight, portraying Jimmy Carter.
4: Inflation is our friend. <laughs> For example, consider this. In the year two thousand, if current trends continue. The average blue collar annual wage in this country will be $568,000. Think what this inflated world of the future will mean. Most Americans will be millionaires. Everyone will feel like a big shot. Wouldn't you like to own a $4,000 suit and smoke a $75 cigar, drive a $600,000 car? I know I would. What about people on fixed incomes? They have always been the true victims of inflation. That's why I will present to Congress the Inflation Maintenance Program, whereby the US Treasury will make up any inflation-caused losses through direct tax rebates to the public in cash. Now, you may say, won't that cost a lot of money? Won't that increase the deficit? Sure it will. But so what? We'll just print more money. We have the papers, we have the mints. I can just call up the Bureau of Engraving and say, hi this is jimma (laughs) roll off some of them
0: 20s
4: (laughs) print up a couple of thousand sheets of those century notes sure the glut of dollars will cause even more inflation but who cares everybody will be a millionaire
1: you know sometimes the 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 comedy people and that's back when saturday night live was really funny the original the, 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 the the original cast but they, sometimes they'll hit things just spot on. And that's exactly what the politicians do. They exaggerate it for, 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 for humor, is we're going to print money and give it out to people.
2: Yes. And right now, today, as we speak in Beaumont, California, which I live right next to the community, a two-bedroom, one-bath, 1,200 square foot house on a lot is, could be a half a million dollars. And, of course, automobiles now, they're getting up to $50,000. So uh, it's not up to $600,000 yet. But as a, in some countries, like in Africa, I think they got billion-dollar notes. <laughs> I've heard that. I don't know if that be a fact. But in think, other words, there's no limit to the numbers you can put on bills and just keep printing and printing. And it wipes out existing wealth. In the form of trust deeds, you may have, or notes, or savings. Your wages go down unless you can get continued raises. If you're a government employee, a lot of times you're protected from some of this with taxpayer money. They just keep printing it, and it can
1: keep giving, keep giving your your cost of right. living uh, adjust, your right. cost of living adjustments in your wages.
2: Human beings are the only economic creature on the earth that actually have the ability to buy and sell. And consequently, they could be controlled with money. Everybody listening to my voice out there, you are controlled with the flow of money in and out of your account. If the money's good money, and it can only be good money if 150 million people get up every day and create goods and services to make the money valuable, the people printing money are committing counterfeit criminal acts to steal wealth from people that work for a living. That's as simple as that. Because the government does it, they say it's legal, but it's still morally a criminal act to print money to steal from people that really work and create real wealth. That's the simple truth. You can buy and sell. We're an economic creature, and you can be controlled with the money that's in your wallet,
1: I and mean, there's really going to be a crunch. I mean, I'm I'm in a position, fortunately, and I think you are that uh, you know really you know, I mean, at this point, we can still afford to put gas in the tank and food on the table, but the, and pay rent or a house payment if you have one. But there's a lot of people out there that they they don't have they don't have that ed, they don't have that cushion, and with the with the food prices and gas prices and rent. And energy prices all going skyrocketing. They're going to start having to pick and choose between which of those things
2: they're going to have. Doug, I just drove down to the desert to do some business down there, and as I went through Banning up above, above the freeway, there was a row of tents, homeless people. There's more and more people that might be drawing eighteen, nineteen, or two thousand dollars a month on their social security check are finding themselves paying all their income for rent. So they make a decision to live in their car, their motor home, or a tent. That's why the homeless problem is increasing in California. Inflation, destruction of our currency. Make the problem bigger. Expand government to fix the problem.
1: Let's take a pause and hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Wending a place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back for this.
5: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 to Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, Now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020
0: Welcome back to
1: Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and the second most important political office, that of the radio talk show host. My name is Greg Britton, and I'm, uh, my co-host this week is Glenn Stoll, the head of the Beaumont Banning Cherry Valley Tea Party. Uh, there's an article published in Gateway, we punned in a couple of weeks ago by Lawrence Sellin, titled The Second American Civil War is Underway. And uh, Lawrence Sellins, a retired U.S. Army colonel, and he's also a medical researcher. And he concludes the article saying this, the political and cultural civil war in which the United States is presently immersed will determine the future of the country in a way no less historic than the American Civil War of 1861 to 1865. And our side, the one wishing to retain our constitutional republic is not yet fighting back in a manner that will yield victory. So the question I'm going to ask you, and I think I'm going to ask everyone that comes on the show, is how do we fight back? How do we fight the political and cultural civil war in a way that yields victory?
2: Boy, that's a complicated question. Uh, I think it goes back down uh, to philosophy. Uh, you got the individual liberty and freedom versus the big Marxist, big government state. And I think that war has been going on since the beginning of history, thousands of years. And it's really a battle between good and evil. And it's a culture war we're in. And I've heard you say often, Craig— uh, the culture is upstream from politics.
1: Andrew Breitbart.
2: Right. We lose our culture, and that's what's happening. Who is responsible for our culture? There's about two, probably two million men and women, mostly men, in the United States. And that's there's 800,000 Christian churches in the United States. And I would say a culture failure is a failure of the leadership of that 800,000 800, Christian churches and the 2 million or so pastors that actually run these. Uh, they, uh, they've got away from the uh, basics of Christianity, which is the Ten Commandments, and of course the two commandments of Christ, uh, love, love God, the truth, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And our culture is just degenerated. And uh, I, I watched television once in a while, a little bit of Netflix and so forth. And the stuff I'm seeing now would have been <laughs> they'd have been locked up for 35, 40 years ago. It's uh, uh, it's our, our our institutions have become corrupted. And recognize first off, you're a failure. We are facing institutions that are failed. And our biggest problem, I've been saying for years, in the state of California. It's not the Democrat Party. It's the failure of us, the Republican Party. I'm a re- registered Republican, and we have been losing. Recognize your own failure and then decide you want to do something about it. And I think opening your eyes and look at yourself, look at your groups, look at your institutions. And it goes back to what we're talking about, economics. We're, we're an economic creature, and that seems to be the dominant power that affects individuals. The, the desire for material wealth versus morality and living a good life.
1: Well, I think you make a, a good point is that in any conflict, the the ideas behind it can be as important as in a military conflict, the guns and the soldiers and the battles and shooting and bombing and so on. And to win the battle of ideas in this political and cultural civil war, is vital, and why we can't sell the idea of freedom being superior to tyranny. I mean, that's that's kind of on us if we if we can't do that, as well as the decline of the church, and uh, so many of them are ju- they. We saw that in school choice. We thought with the school choice that the pastors will look at this. Oh, you mean I can establish a church school. Provide the children with a Christian education as well as just a better quality academic education, and all the children are going to have an educational savings account of starting at fourteen thousand dollars per year to pay for it. Great! I am one hundred. I'm one hundred percent behind this, and I'm going to do everything I can to uh, make sure that all of my people, all the members of my church, sign this petition and encourage them to go out and get more signatures. But they almost. Almost categorical, almost uniformly, were t- completely uninterested, and if not outright hostile to, our the school of choice initiative, which unfortunately, in this first go around failed. We're, we're coming. We're going to come back and try it again. But you have to wonder why that is. There's the, R- the Redlands Christian Academy, in a private private Christian school in in Redlands, and. We went out there and tried to collect signatures from the parents lined up to waiting to pick up the kids. They tried to run off our signature gatherers, but we told them, "Hey, we're on the public sidewalk. We can be here." Then the school, the Christian Christian school, sends out a text message to all of their parents saying, "Don't sign the initiative." And you're like, "What? You know, WTF?" And we we know what that stands for.
2: Well, I I, uh, I was very disappointed in the churches because they have the power to make a difference. Uh, I know that uh, I understand Jack Hibbs didn't work on it, John MacArthur, two two great famous men, good men, but they failed to step up to the plate on this because they feared government interference in what they teach in their schools. Yet when you look and you see what they're teaching to the children in schools, I can't believe uh, that they didn't didn't uh, get involved in this. I think it was a good movement. I worked on it, I spent money on it, I spent time on it, but I was very disappointed and uh, and a lot of these people they're isolated now. They got people that surround them like the president of the United States does, to where they don't even they're not out there meeting people, talking, getting new ideas, what's going on. Uh as I said earlier, 2 million men in this country it would only take ten percent of them. If we had We're talking one, about the pastors, I'm talking about two million men. If we had ten percent of them pastors become warriors and fighters for morality against corruption and evil within our government, our city councils, our supervisors, and county uh, uh, officers, and our institutions. These should be good Christian men that stand for morality and what's right and what's wrong. They're in these political offices. And the pastors in every community should dominate the politics and the men that are in there. And they don't do not to this today.
1: Well, government is under God. And government should be sub- should be subject to God. Now, we, now, obviously, people in America can choose their religion or no religion or whatever, whatever you want to. But these are institutions that control and make decisions and that Christians should be playing a role in that and not abdicate that uh, responsibility. We only have a little time left in, in, this, in this half hour. Let me give you an example of, of one way that we should be waging this political and cultural civil war. Disney has been out front publicly about they're going to try to sex groom children with their broadcasts. Governor DeSantis and the Republicans in in the state of Florida are now in the process of revoking Disney's special tax status and its special abilities to govern its territory in the state of Florida. They're going on offense, and that's just one example of a way in which we can effectively wage this political and cultural civil war. Uh, Stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. radio.
5: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event heard weekends right here on am 590 the answer i'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months but so have home values so what does that mean to you if you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt or you don't have money to pay your tax bill or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank now may be the perfect time to do a cash out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo.
3: Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC, is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Hi, I'm Ron Osk with Elder Law Center. Are you concerned with an aging family member whose declining health makes them unable to manage their own affairs? Before long, you may be dealing with mental, physical, emotional, health care, and financial challenges, often more than you could have anticipated. For over 25 years, we have been helping people like you, struggling to look after mom and dad. Contact me at ElderLawCenter.net or call me at 951-684-5608. That's 951-684-5608. Let me help you help your family.
0: AM 590, The Answer.
2: I see trees of green, red roses too, I see them blue for me and you, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world.
1: Well, Glenn, happy Earth Day. Uh, we're recording on Thursday, and we'll be broadcasting on Saturday, so Earth Day was yesterday. And uh, what did you do to celebrate Earth Day?
2: Uh, I didn't even know it was Earth Day until I come to the studio today. Uh, I, don't, I don't celebrate Earth
1: Day. Uh, okay. But here's, you know, that Louis Armstrong song, you know, uh, It's a Wonderful World, Wonderful Song. But really, here's a more appropriate song to uh, commemorate Earth Day.
2: Forever in friendship and labor, our mighty republics will ever endure. The great Soviet Union will live through the ages, a dream of a people, their fortress
1: secure. Long if you scratch green you find red. Yeah. Or, in other words, an, an environmentalist is like a watermelon, green on the outside, red on the inside, and uh, the global warming, climate change, is really a political vehicle. And we saw that used very effectively with the, with the uh, coronavirus. Uh, but they really want to. And one one of our speakers at the United I E Conservative Summit was Mark Morano, the founder and editor of Climate Depot. Dot com One of the great, best sources of information, accurate information, about
0: climate change.
1: And uh, he pointed out that, and he has a book coming out later this year, is that the same kind of lockdowns and restrictions that they used in for coronavirus, they want to do the same thing for climate change. They want to control every aspect of your life. Uh, Bill Gates is running around. You should eat synthetic meat, of course. What are, what, are the, what are the chances that Bill Gates is ever going to have synthetic meat? Zero. Zero. And the same people, I uh, just well, there was a uh, picture just this past week of the 117-foot yacht in, in Tahiti that the Obamas were partying on in, during their month-long vacation in French Polynesia. Yeah. Before sad. returning to the, either their beachfront mansion in Hawaii or their beachfront mansion in uh, Martha's Vineyard, uh, back in Ma- in, uh, in Massachusetts,
2: does that make you envious and jealous? <laughs> no. Well, that's it, good it, it, because it's, it, that's part of the deadly sins is envy and jealousy. But uh, no, I don't celebrate Earth Day. Uh, Uh, I I thank God that he put me on this earth and had an opportunity to have my Mm -hmm. name written in the book of life. Uh, I know it's going to be blotted out someday, and I'm going to be a part of this earth. Uh, Hopefully, I'll have 16 grandkids and lots of great-grandchildren that will still be here to celebrate life. And uh, hopefully, they'll have a clean environment to live in. I think the environment in the United States, at least in California, I've lived here for going on 50 years, and I've seen the environment improve in Southern California, and the number of automobiles that more than doubled. We don't have an environmental problem in the United States. We have it in countries like China and other uh, upcoming countries, some in Africa and around the world. They're just coming up to their standard uh, living that we enjoy, and they're generating many, many, much more pollution and everything. I'm, I'm not a believer in climate change. I think... We have a very infinitesimal small effect that's almost unmeasurable on the climate in the in the world overall. There's been, remember, in Iraq they they fired up two or three hundred oil wells and they were smoking for thirty days or so before we got all the fires out. Had very little or no effect on the environment. Probably helped with more fertilizer, and we've had volcanoes come out and spew out more pollution in four or five months, and it's happened in thousands of years. And this stuff goes on all the time. Most of the leakage into the ocean is from nature. Most people are just totally uneducated about the environment. Uh, I have done more reading, more research, and articles on it. And I do not believe in uh, climate change. Uh, But I do want a nice Earth to live on while I'm still up here walking around. We're all going to get nailed to this earth someday. <laughs> well, I think we all want clean air and water.
1: And as you point out, th- that uh, in America we've made tremendous progress over the last fifty years in doing that. There's real pollution. There's such as sulfur dioxide, nitrous oxide, and, and other other pollutants, as well as. Uh, drastically reducing water pollution. You remember, the, I think, it, back in the 1970s, Lake Erie or, or some river flowing into Lake Erie caught fire because of all the pollution in it. And we've made a tremendous progress in remedying that and cleaning that up. And that's great. But climate change is something very different. There, the, the main culprit, of course, is carbon dioxide, which is not a pollutant. It is a harmless gas. Uh, every animal on the planet emits carbon dioxide, including humans.
2: So it's actually good it's for the, the it, environment. It's
1: the gas that is in soda. So if, if carbon dioxide is a pollutant, then every can and bottle of soda is polluted. That, that's, and, that's, and that's how they that's how they try to leverage the language. And they keep trying to come up with something to get people as worked up about and fearful of climate change as they were successful in doing with coronavirus. There There was something about a disease that was... the the people were just inherent, especially a new disease, not one that there has been around and people factor it in. As they kind of are now, people kind of factored in to their risk assessment of life, uh, like we do with driving. We we all kind of remember, we we realize there's a risk of driving, but we factor that risk in and we we still get in our cars every day and drive, notwithstanding that 40,000 plus Americans die every year from auto accidents and probably hundreds of thousands are injured, sometimes very severely, and sometimes permanently. But we factor that risk in. Right. But the new disease, was they, they were able to terrify people with that. And that's what they, they want. They've, they've despite, they keep trying to do it with climate change, and particularly the children. We talk about the kind of sexual indoctrination and sexual grooming that goes on in the government-run schools. But they're doing the same thing with climate change. And just trying to to terrify them.
2: Question. With, okay. What is it that the people fear from these climate change and COVID nineteen? What was it they feared?
1: Well, if you if you look at if you look at kind of the the, the well COVID nineteen, they, they were going to die. They and their relatives were going to die fear, from this disease. Fear of death. Yes.
2: I call it the crowing cock syndrome. Fear of death, and a Christian nation of Christian men. They don't fear death. They don't want to be harmed, they don't want to be hurt. But they're men and they're Christian men and they stand up and fight and do what they can to stay as alive as they can, as long as they can. And they just don't live in fear constantly. I never I did not wear a mask from the beginning to the end of this, except when I went to the bank or I went to a doctor's office. They said you gotta wear a mask, you gotta wear a mask. Uh, and I don't want to get sick. And as a matter of fact, I did catch COVID eventually. Got in our group, killed one of our members because he went to the hospital and they, they zapped him. All the other ones called frontline doctors. They got medications to take and they got over it real quick and easy. Within Some within days, others it lasted two or three weeks. But it's the fear of death. And that's why there's a battle against Christianity in this nation by the progressive left. That's why they've infiltrated our churches, our seminaries, our institutions, our literature. And it goes back a long ways. So one of the things I did when I became a Christian and started going to church, I discovered that I was one of these blind guys that didn't know very much. So I began to study some of the liberal arts that our pastors and our priests used to study. 50 or 100 years ago the liberal arts and and to figure out to get try to get a little wisdom and a little bit of knowledge and that's our problem today people are living in fear and now they want the fear and it's working on our children our children are listening to this in our schools that's why we need our pastors to take down our educational system in California replace it with free educa- or education by the parents and privatize it
1: yeah, and certainly with uh, climate change, is that you know, Earth is going to be uninhabitable? M- people are going to die. Uh, the polar bears are going to die. And of course, there are more polar bears now than there were uh, fifty years ago. Uh, so you see, consistently they make these predictions, and they don't come through. But they never—they are never held to account. The global warmers are never held to account. Well, didn't you? Didn't you predict this? You know. Al Gore, didn't you predict that by 2015, the the, the, the North Pole was going to be ice-free during the summertime? Uh, here we are. <laughs> I still see lots of ice. They never, or that uh, ABC predicted that by 2013,
2: I think it was, uh, that New York was going to be underwater. Doug. And it's not. Doug, five major corporations control about 95% plus of the media in this country. And it's controlled by... The progressive left, and they're not never going to hold accountable the uh, the failure of all these predictions. They won't do it. It's alternative media, talk radio, people like Dennis Prager and a few others on there that are pointing out the fallacy in a lot of this. And like my host here, Greg, has been pointing out for a long time. It's it's they keep changing it from hot to cold to climate change.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm old enough to remember when we were all threatened by global cooling and the, the ice age was coming in the, uh, in, the 19, in the 1970s. I also remember way back to the first Earth Day in 1970, some of these predictions made by eminent scientists warning us, such as Harvard biologist George Wald estimated that, quote, civilization will end in 15 or 30 years unless immediate action is taken against problems facing mankind. Or Barry Commoner, uh, uh, so-called environmentalist, we are in an environmental crisis that threatens the survival of this nation and the world as a suitable place for human habitation. Uh, New York Times, man must stop pollution and conserve his resources not merely to enhance existence, but to save the race from intolerable destruct- deterioration and possible extinction. Or we go back to uh, Paul Ehrlich, again, a noted uh, scientist and predictor of the time. He came out to Redlands in 1970 and spoke at the university there. And he he told us that the the oceans will be as dead as Lake Erie in less than a decade. America will be subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980.
2: And he was putting that idea into the minds of young college kids in 1970 Mm -hmm in our universities. So this problem we have with uh, the progressive Marxist left that have infiltrated, they've been in our schools and universities for a long time and, and working hard, uh, but they're bumping up against reality. God governs this world with reality, and you know, a lot of things about God's reality I don't like, but that is the truth and we have to live with reality. And if we, we're going to sow what we reap, and if people are blinded through false education and lies and deceit at our universities and school, we're going to get some bad results uh, with the reality we have to live with. And it asserts itself eventually. We're
1: running, a, running, we're running along in this segment. Part of the problem is that, with our side, we talk about fighting the cultural and political civil war. Is we let the other side develop narratives? They use Lenin's philosophy of a lie repeated often enough becomes the truth. They repeat it in the media. They repeat it in the movies. They repeat it in the culture. They repeat it in the schools. They're in, in universities, and they do it. For de- and in this case, they've done it for decades without any serious pushback. Now, some people like Mark Morano and others push back with the facts on it, but by and large. Even Donald Trump didn't, you know, he kind of almost says it, but doesn't. It's it's all, it's, it's a hoax and a scam. Very few other Republicans will push back on it. So these narratives develop. So once you, once you establish the notion that climate change, human caused climate change, is this very serious problem, then what are you going to do? It well, then that it's like, what are you going to do about it? And they're doing the same thing now with systemic racism is well if you, you 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 inculcate that idea that there that there is systemic racism then of course what has to happen is have to change the entire system which is what they want and yeah. part of part of the resistance and fighting the culture and political civil war is pushing back on their lies and telling the truth uh, alexander solzhenitsyn wrote a famous piece live not by lies and that's part of what we need to do to win, Let's take a pause here and hear from our, one of our sponsors for this half of Unite IE Radio. In addition to the uh, Beaumont-Banning Cherry Valley Tea Party, we also have the Elder Law Center. Let's hear from Ron Osk of the Elder Law Center.
3: Hi, I'm Ron Osk with Elder Law Center. Are you concerned with an aging family member whose declining health makes them unable to manage their own affairs? Before long, you may be dealing with mental, physical, emotional, health care, and financial challenges, often more than you could have anticipated. For over 25 years, we have been helping people like you, struggling to look after mom and dad. Contact me at elderlawcenter.net or call me at 951-684-5608. That's 951-684-5608. Let me help you help your family.
0: AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite,
1: i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton. My co-host this week is Glenn Stoll, the head of the Beaumont Banning Cherry Valley Tea Party. And we appreciate your helping sponsor the second half of the show. So let's, before, we run out, before we run out of time, let's tell us what you're doing, um, trying, focusing on in the Beaumont Banning Cherry Valley Tea Party.
2: Uh, we started our group about eight years ago, and we've been meeting just about every week since then. I think we missed a couple meetings right at the beginning of COVID till we figured out it's a bunch of crap and just a way of shutting down our churches and our institutions and running people out of business. Uh, but we we missed about two weeks, and uh, we've been meeting every week. We continue to meet. Our primary goal is to try to make a little difference, be a little more involved politically in banning Beaumont, Cherry Valley, and a little bit in Riverside county and we're kind of a branch of the Redlands Tea Party. I initially went to some of their meetings and we started one out in our area and um, we've, we tried to make a little difference. And I think we have made a little difference in the Banning Beaumont Cherry Valley area. We've helped candidates that we like right now. We're helping Lloyd White. He's running for supervisor for our area and we're going to uh, actually volunteer our members to work with him, maybe do some signs, uh, get out some literature for him and become volunteers in his campaign and encouraging other people to do that, encouraging people to donate money to him. I think he'd make an excellent supervisor. Uh, We're going to try to recruit some people to run for school board. A lot of these School boards uh, throughout the country and throughout the state are products of our schooling system and are progressive leftists. Uh, they want a lot of them are okay with doing mandatory vaccinations with an experimental vaccine to our children, and that's a big issue in the country and in California. Parents don't want to do that. They don't want to experiment with their children. As uh, possibility, it could cause serious heart problems, especially and young men that's in the literature. The uh, drug companies said they wanted to tie it up and not release it, the information to the public till 2075. And the information's coming out now. They're being exposed. Hopefully there'll be lawsuits and they'll be put out of business for the corruption that they did. So, And we're working on things like that. We try to inform people in our community what's going on. We hold a weekly meeting. We have fresh coffee and donuts. Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? So, And Greg has come out once in a while and visited him and Caroline and others uh, from his group. And we worked on a school petition drive uh, that was not successful. Uh, It's not going to go away. Uh, A lot of the states are now going to uh, a voucher system so that parents get some of the money they pay in taxes to help educate their children at Christian schools, private schools, or homeschooling. So uh, that's a big issue uh and we're we're working on that so i'm hoping we can come up with maybe two candidates we're uh, working with others in our community to come up with two candidates to run for school board because the majority of them up there oppose what the parents wanted to do
1: as your group made endorsements for the uh, first round election in june
2: uh we have not endorsed yet for like who's running for congress i know the republican party endorsed uh, uh, a young guy uh, on the city council from uh, San Jacinto because he's been going to meetings for the last year all over the county. Brian Hawkins. Brian Hawkins. But there's another gentleman by the name of Dr. Brian Tyson it announced he's running for, uh, he's got some big name endorsements, Larry Elder and Sean Hannity from Fox News well. and a long list of others. Uh
1: Sean Hannity is a negative endorsement for me
2: yeah, that's true, but he is uh he's big out in the desert. He has a radio show, and uh uh a lot of people are dis- disappointed in Fox, especially when they called Arizona early and we know the election was uh twenty twenty was rigged well,
1: the emails came out and there was on the uh j six committee, which is uh this inquisition committee, but they did release Hannity's emails showing that he was uh, he was trying to tell Trump, "Don't talk about the election fraud." Oh, so okay. he 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 betrayed the cause on on what what happened in the 2020 election and telling the truth about that. So that for that was just one reason. But I'm I am well not te- a fan of, of Hannity.
2: Yeah, I don't know what his motivation. To tell him not to talk about something, and uh, uh, but this uh, Doctor Brian Tossen. I did speak with his mother. I had a personal meeting with her. He got in late. But he did something that no other doctor did in California. He spent $250,000 of his own money, set up three field hospitals in order to keep the agricultural industry alive down in the Cochilla Valley areas, Imperial area, and treated uh, over 10,000 people for COVID using therapeutics, successfully saved every one of them, except for I think there was four that were they were critically ill when they come to his tent and he got him right to a hospital where they terminated him really fast with the damn incubator or whatever they do with him in there. Uh, I was kind of impressed uh, with what I've heard about this new guy and our group is not officially endorsed yet and uh, we're going to ask Dr. Tyson to come down and meet with us and maybe compare the two of them. Uh, My fear is, Greg, the Republican Party's been compromised. They have people... That they back running for office, and the left actually re- recruits AM people to run as Republicans. The answer. And that's a fear I have. And uh, I've seen it happen uh, with uh, our Senate, our state senator. They handpicked a good candidate, a good person, but they took a better qualified person and then spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to defeat him. Republicans against Republicans.
1: Right, money that could, money they should have saved for fighting the Democrats rather right. than trying to get their favored establishment candidate, Rosalie Ochoa-Bogue, over Lloyd White.
2: Yeah, and as I say, she's a wonderful person. She had no experience. And uh, right now, the state legislature is in the hands of the progressive leftist Democrats. And until uh, we turn the culture, and where is this going to be turned to take place? We need to get Jack Hibbs uh, on the stick and John McArthur to uh, really start going out to the other pastors and organizing uh, to do voter harvesting like the Democrats do. It's legal now. Do it and keep everything legal. Well, I, to the I, law. Think,
1: I think they, at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, where Pastor Jack is the, is the lead pastor, they do yeah. ballot harvesting. And you're right. If that's, part, if that's legal, then absolutely. The past, you know, have you voted yet? Yeah, And I'll, I will be happy to I will personally deliver Your ballots to the registrar's Office so you can be absolutely 100% sure that your ballot will make it To the office because I will deliver It and right. then You can also get the data Have you voted yet? And if they want to, they can get the data from the registrar to know whether their members have voted, and you know, we have somebody call them. You know, Fred, we see that you have you voted yet? Do you need any? Have any questions? Can we come get your ballot for you? Can you bring it down to church next Sunday? And we'll, and we'll make sure it gets over to the to the registrar's office. So yeah, absolutely. That what the church the churches need to play a huge role, and that's a, a large pool of untapped voters. Only about half of them evangelicals are registered and vote. But that is all the time we have this week. Uh, Glenn, thanks for being on the show, and thanks for your sponsorship. And tune in next week for another exciting edition. Thank you, Grant. Have night. IE Radio.
3: Hi, I'm Ron Osk with Elder Law Center. Are you concerned with an aging family member whose declining health makes them unable to manage their own affairs? Before long, you may be dealing with mental, physical, emotional, health care, and financial challenges, often more than you could have anticipated. For over 25 years, we have been helping people like you, struggling to look after mom and dad. Contact me at elderlawcenter.net or call me at 951-684-5608. That's 951-684-5608. Let me help you help
5: your family. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Plant Home Lending LLC and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM 590 The answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager,
3: NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID one seven zero two two. Planet Home Lending, LLC, is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act.
0: AM 590, The Answer